the same dream. Bonus episode. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Hate erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Hello, this is Randall Park, and you are listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm joined by Jake. Hey, what's up, guys? And uh, Billy Blinks from the Reality Guys on YouTube. Welcome, Billy. What's going on, man? Dude, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about... We're having three podcasts come out this week. First one here that I'm going to be dropping, I think I'm going to drop this one first, is the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer breakdown. And with this, we're just going to be breaking down the trailer and uh, talking about what we see, maybe a little bit of speculation. And then there's going to be a bonus podcast uh, after this, another bonus podcast where it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness spoilers. And uh, that's where we're going to go over all the spoilers that I believe that are out there that are legit. 
And uh, just a little tease for that one. I'm, yeah, this is it. Uh, this is the only little tease for that one. I think I'll be able to explain why I don't think you have to watch What If to understand both Supreme Strange or the Marvel Zombies. I don't think you do. I don't. I know everybody's saying, oh, it looks like you got to watch What If to understand Supreme uh, Supreme Strange or uh, you know the Marvel Zombies episode that they had. I don't think that that's what's happening here, people. So I don't think you have to watch the what if. I'll explain that in the spoiler episode. But for this one, we're just going to strictly stick to the trailer. And guess what? I guess we'll just rate the fucking thing right off the off the bat. If this is your first time listening to Pop Culture Leftovers, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. Here it goes. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. See here. Uh, Billy, what did you think about this trailer? I mean, I thought it was awesome. I mean, the idea, obviously, you get the big stuff with the Xavier and you're getting the Illuminati things. The idea that this stuff matters now. I, I think the beginning of these phases with even the television shows and stuff like that, uh, I even seen Jake share the meme. It's kind of like, I don't watch the TV shows. I'm waiting for the next movie. And I've been waiting ever since we really, the only thing about the TV shows for myself, I've really been super hooked on was the Kang stuff at the end of Loki. So this is the first time, I mean, Spider-Man was it's always going to be its own thing and everyone was going to be excited about that regardless. But this is the first thing I've seen that's gotten me kind of re-energized for the MCU. I've always been a big Marvel fan. I was a big MCU guy. Uh, but I just kind of found myself in a little bit of lull with this stuff on Disney Plus and you know, it's really not even based on the quality of it, but for whatever reason, it just really wasn't getting me jazzed. I wasn't a big what if guy, but this trailer really, it got me back. I, I really feel like this was the quality and kind of giving us a little bit of the catalyst of change. And maybe we're going to finally see some of the stuff about the X-Men and the mutant stuff and the kind of more of the Fox property integration. And I'm ready for all that because I mean, no COVID affected a lot of stuff, but it feels like we've been waiting for this stuff since it's been official for ever. And I'm, I'm ready to kind of start seeing kind of the fruit of these deals and all the behind-the-scenes crap that we had to deal with. So seeing the, the zombies in, in real life and, like I said, hearing Xavier and seeing the obvious Illuminati tease stuff, I, I'm really all for it. I'll just say, uh, what are you going to rate the trailer? Oh, I have to Tupperware it completely, obviously, okay. if you can see how much I'm gushing over it. I mean, I played the whole rating system, and then you went through, like, this whole fucking diatribe of shit and then didn't rate it. Well, I was excited, Brian. I was very excited. It's been a while. But no, uh, definitely 100% of Tupperware. I, this is one of the better trailers for me. <laughs> All right. I'm just fucking with you. Um, Jake. Jake. Uh, wait. I'll, actually, I'm going to go next. Marvel, I never went anywhere. I don't know. I, Billy's on his own on, on his own there as far as like like not having like, I don't know, not being obsessed with Marvel. I've never gone anywhere. I fucking loved everything that they put out. I mean, some of the series have been better than others, but... Marvel has never been able to really, I mean, I, I think of it like the last time maybe I was really, really worried about Marvel was Age of Ultron. I think that's the last time. Everything else, it, and then I wasn't too hot on Eternals, but uh, I think everything else I've just kind of like, I've been salivating 
and uh, speculating, and I can't wait. I'm seriously looking forward to like Moon Knight. Can't wait for fucking Moon Knight. Loki was incredible. I loved Hawkeye. It's just fun. Not everything has to be like you know world ending fucking shit. Sometimes it's just like street level stuff, and I love seeing that in Hawkeye. Uh, and then I loved this trailer. This trailer was absolutely fantastic. Definitely felt very Raimi-esque. Um, I love <laughs> the shot. There's a lot of shots that I love. There's a lot of shots I love. There's the shot of the the broken watch. And, like, you can see Strange's face in it. I love the shot where, like, the fucking tentacles are coming out of Strange. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on there? That's That feels like Darkhold magic. That's crazy. What the fuck is going on with Doctor Strange? Um, of course I fucking, everybody went fucking ape shit when we heard Patrick Stewart's Xavier in this trailer, but, um, yeah, I Tupperware, it feels very, it feels very Raimi at the same time, which I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in a proper Marvel movie, and I'm hoping that they keep him around in the future for future projects, it'd be nice to see him come back, and I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I love Sam Raimi. Uh, so I Tupperware the trailer. I think it's fantastic. And it just, like, I think this is my most anticipated movie of the year now. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to see this one. Uh, Jake, uh, what did you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you with a lot of the stuff you said. I mean, Sam Raimi's my favorite filmmaker of all time. It's been so long since we've seen him do anything. I think his last movie was the uh, James Franco Oz prequel thing. Yeah. Which, you know, it was a fun movie, and it still had that Sam Raimi flair, but it's just been far too long seeing him do anything. So this has kind of always been my most anticipated movie. And I was a little bit worried with all the news of the reshoots and just some of the rumors that maybe Sam Raimi was just kind of a placeholder here. Like, you know, Scott Derrickson exited. We'll just get Sam Raimi's name on this thing and make a movie, and it might not have all the Raimi flair that I'm accustomed to. And uh, this trailer really proved me wrong on that. I, it was just so fucking good. Like, in just two minutes, they packed so many, like, classic Raimi tropes. I mean, you mentioned the uh, the claw or the watch and just the spinning stuff that he does. I mean, the way he makes that one creature basically look like the face of a Necronomicon, even like the creature design is just so very Sam Raimi. And just like the implications of the MCU going forward that this movie is going to seem to lay down just have me so excited. It's like the double whammy of my favorite filmmaker and what looks to be the next biggest step in phase four MCU. Like both things happening at once. I'm like, oh, my God, it gives me goosebumps. And this is a. Tupperware all the way. I cannot wait to see this movie. I normally hate to like wish for it to be the future fast, but like I'm just like bring on May. Can we skip these three months and go straight to May? I am not because it was supposed to come out in March, and we're also getting Moon Knight and Batman and Halo, and I don't want to fucking do a fourth thing in March, so it can stick to May. I'm happy with reviewing the movie in May. I don't. (laughs) I don't need a fourth. Thing in fucking March, so I am just give me, give me, give me Doctor Strange in May. I'm looking forward to May. Keep it in, keep it in May. We're also seeming to get our first glimpse at Danny Elfman's touches musically in this movie, and I was pretty blown away by that too. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think Danny Elfman has done an MCU proper movie score at all. Uh, Didn't he do something for Avengers? 
like I said, I, I could be wrong, but I thought all that was uh, God. I forget the the guy that did the music for the two Avengers movies. He may have done like just one of the themes. For yeah, the it Avengers was movie. studio album by Brian Tyler and Danny Elfman for Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, him and Sam Raimi are longtime collaborators. He's done like ninety percent of Raimi's movies. I feel like he'll creatively be on a different level for this movie. And just even from what we've heard, like that's new music. Normally in trailers, they take other movies from the same studio and just use like temp music until they're ready and this is already brand new Danny Elfman Doctor Strange 2 music we're hearing and it sounds pretty fun yeah I'm looking forward to it I cannot wait I let's break down the trailer um I do want to start off like it feels like this is very much what Mordo was talking about in the first Doctor Strange when he says the bill comes due always talking about using dark magic and it looks like strange is going to be you know (laughs) he's going to get that bill in this movie um even though everything dr strange has said and done uh recently going into this movie is stuff he said he even said it in the trailer he had he did what he did uh in order to protect our world but um, it looks like shit's just going to get crazy. Do you think that it's not only just Doctor Strange, like the bill comes due always is what Mordo said, but not only like Doctor Strange from our world, do you think that Doctor Stranges from other multiverses are also doing shit that is questionable and maybe the bill comes due and it's it's a combination of all these things not only just our world you know with dr strange but maybe it's a combination of like what's going on with dr strange's and other multiverses i i'd like to I think, think that oh go ahead billy no I, i'd like to think that brad because i know a lot of the discussion and i know we'll get into that kind of stuff a lot of the things around wanda and his inevitabilities that wanda maximovs are always the cause of a lot of destructions and things but at the end of the day this is still a doctor strange movie so i think there's going to have to be some kind of self-reflection and some kind of thing where he does realize that throughout the multiverse he does kind of have a, a, a constant fatal flaw and he's going to have to be the variant the one that makes a different type of decision and goes the different way. So I, I would really hope that there is something, you know, parallel that there's something that is kind of constant among all of them that he's going to have to discover about himself and change. I can't a hundred percent say if this is true or not, but I, I know that the movie's called Dr. Strange, but I do at the end of the day. And I feel like, I mean, I do at the end of the day, feel like it's going to be very much a Dr. Strange and Wanda movie. Oh Yeah. I, I feel that as, as well. Um, there's been so much speculation as to what caused all the problems, like between whether it's WandaVision or what happened in Spider-Man No Way Home or what happened in Loki. And it is nice to see in this trailer that it really does seem like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Doctor Strange is one of the big catalysts of that. And we're going to see kind of why in this movie, it's not going to be this thing that already happened. Yeah. And now the multiverse is unleashed. It, it really seems like we're going to see the why and the catalyst of how it all goes down here. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah. I mean, I will say that a lot, I will say that I believe that a lot that we see in the trailer is misdirection as oh, well. Yeah. So I'd hope so. It's, I, I really believe a lot of it is misdirection. Um, but, um, for starters, I mean, I, I believe that we we're seeing at least 
three or four different versions of Doctor Strange in this trailer. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, of course, we can we can say, oh, OK, we see like the, the evil one, maybe like, you know, the Supreme Strange. Like, uh, that's an easy one. But I also think that there's times that when we're watching this trailer and we think that we're watching our Doctor Strange, we're not. We're watching a Doctor Strange from another universe. And I think there's like there's little hints in this trailer that kind of give that away as well. I mean, there's the one scene where we're seeing um, and and maybe I'm wrong here, but there's the one scene where he's like looking over the city and like it's being uh, taken away by those uh, black blots that that are that are wiping away all of reality. And if you look at the back of his cape, there's like this blue kind of crust on the back of his cape. Mm-hmm. That's new. Like that, and I think that that's going to be a look at a classic looking Doctor Strange there. And I don't 100% think that that's our Strange. I think that might be a Strange from another universe where things have progressed a little bit farther than they're, than they have maybe in our universe. And we're watching that Doctor Strange's universe, that Doctor Strange's sanctum, uh, being taken away, uh, reality just being wiped out. And so I don't 100% think that we're always seeing our Doctor Strange in this trailer. I think there's a lot of misdirection uh, throughout it. And uh, but let's 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 start with this trailer. The trailer opens with a voiceover of uh, Doctor Stephen Strange, uh, Stephen Strange saying, "Every night I dream the same dream, then the nightmare begins." And he's looking at the Sanctum Centorum in ruins in like this wasteland. Uh, you've got skulls on the ground and everything is dead. And uh, some are saying like this might be the nightmare dimension, all this stuff. I mean, nightmare was rumored to be part of the Scott Derrickson storyline, blah blah blah. I, I just I I took this as like this is, this is either a real nightmare Strange is having having, or this could be a Strange, uh, or a variant Strange in 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 another dimension, um, like I mentioned earlier. So, and I don't I I do think it. At the end, at the end of the day, I think it's a different Doctor Strange because the sanctum that this Doctor Strange is looking at, Jake, I sent you these pictures. The the, the sanctum is thinner; it's not as wide as the Sanctum Sanctorum that we're lo- used to seeing on Bleecker Street in the proper MCU, and it's a it's one floor taller than the regular MCU version, so it's thinner and taller than the Sanctorum that we've seen in the MCU. Um, so I don't think that this is our Doctor Strange in this universe or it's our doctor strange in another doctor strange's universe watching that universe mm-hmm. maybe he's like astral projecting himself there into another doctor strange from another multiverse and he's watching this universe just kind of like not collapse but just basically like have uh, just be just wiped out of existence is what it looks like it's almost like it's being erased it seems it's like the end effect of that whatever is now possibly coming for the MCU proper. It's, he's kind of seeing the end of what the process is maybe just starting there. So like you said, I agree, Brian. It's whether he's projecting himself in, which we've kind of seen the teases in that trail in the trailer with maybe in his dreams that's occurring. Um, but I, I do think that this is a different version. I think it's going to be really cool. I, I am curious, like you said, to see the lens through which we actually do get to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with all the different ones we've seen, I'm curious, like you said, if it's always going to be our strange there or if it's only going to be in the dreams or it's going to progress from that. Like I said, it's just I love the trippy elements of it. And that's like a great start just right off the bat. I think it sets the tone for what this is the first shot we see in a trailer. I think that's really going to be a big, you know, 
a, a mood setter for what we are going to see in the film. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with the theory that our Doctor Strange will be seeing these things through the lenses of other Doctor Stranges. Uh, that just makes a lot of sense on, on like a writing level. It's going to inform our main character what the worst case scenarios of his own universe are if he lets all this go unchecked, if he doesn't, you know, try to figure out what's going on and, and solve this issue. So I really do buy in that theory. Like some way our Doctor Strange has to be informed of the dangers and the issues that are going on in these alternate universes. So I, I really buy that theory that yes, this is a different Doctor Strange, but our Doctor Strange will be able to see through this lens of these other Doctor Stranges to just kind of inform that character. And I do think on face value that this is just kind of a um, nightmarish version of it's his nightmare. It's not a different universe. It's an alternate universe possibly, but it's not like the nightmare universe or anything like that. I, I think it's just dark and creepy and foreboding to emphasize like the really bad stuff that could happen to the proper universe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, like this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a tease of like what might actually happen in the MCU proper. And then we see Dr. Strange waking up from, you know, this nightmare. And we, I want to point out, uh, that when you look at his hands, they look completely healed. So I do feel like the voiceover that we're hearing here is our Dr. Strange. But I do think that the Doctor Strange that we're looking at might be our Doctor Strange astrally projected into another Doctor Strange and seeing mm -hmm. that Doctor Strange's world. A world where Doctor Strange never got into a car accident, never had his ego checked, and basically just went on to become like not only Sorcerer Supreme, but basically kind of like the like an egotistical ruler on this planet. Um that that might be what we're looking at here when we when we do finally meet Supreme St uh, Strange. I I feel like he's going to have nightmares of this at first, and then he's going to meet him because we do see in the trailer later on. It it looks like he is going to meet this guy face to face. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I I I just find it very interesting. That this Doctor Strange, his hands are completely healed. This is a version of Doctor Strange that never got in a car accident. Still became either either he is having a nightmare. Oh, here's the other thing: he's either having a nightmare of being a Doctor Strange that never got in the car accident, still became the Sorcerer Supreme, or he's having a nightmare that he he can't help he can't it, that he can't help anyone because. He never, he never became mm. Doctor Strange because when oh, okay, he's, okay. he's just waking up in a bed and you can look over to like his left. So the right hand side of the screen, when we get that shot, there's like an iPad and, um, you know, electronic devices and stuff in the room. And it's, it doesn't feel very Doctor Strange. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know if I see Doctor Strange, you know, with an iPad. Supreme Doctor Strange has his iPad. Right. Yeah. It's like I, <laughs> Apple Watch. Yeah. Exactly. He's got his Fitbit and all this shit. <laughs> so, so it feels like, yeah, it feels like it's a Doctor Strange that, that, uh, that never got into the car accident. Whether, either way, we're seeing, I think we're seeing a version of Supreme Stay Strange in this movie. Um, let's see here. 
Okay, then we get we then see a shot of America Chavez in the trailer, and she is bound by some sort of like a spell that, from what it looks like, it looks like it's like this multiversal demon. It, and some are saying it's the Marvel being uh, Demiurge, which is. Yeah, I looked up Demiurge. It's the sentient life force of Earth's biosphere who seeded the Earth with pieces of its own life essence, giving birth to the Elder Gods. And um, it also has a... The Demiurge has a connection not only to, um, like, the Earth and all that stuff, but it also has a connection to um, Wanda's kids uh, in the comics uh, and... America Chavez. It's the source of her powers in the comics. And it's what Billy Wiccan, Wanda's son, is destined to become. So at, that's like, that's like Billy's final form. He's supposed to be the demiurge. So I don't 100% subscribe to that theory, but it very well could be. I just think it's some sort of like multiversal demon. Um, I mean, we're already getting, you know, a lot of people thinking that, you know, fucking we're getting Shumagoroth and it turns out to be Gargantos and, and I don't know if they're going to be like, oh, let's throw in the Demiurge as well. They might, it might just be something that they throw out there, but it also might just be some sort of a demon that's bound her. So that yeah, add into that, like the possibility of Sidorak being yep. in this movie as well. It's like, it, it is a lot to swallow that they're going to introduce that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am not a hundred percent sure what that is, but it has bound, you see in the trailer that it has bound, um, America Chavez. And at one point in the trailer, it looks like it's also bound Dr. Strange. Uh, we get our first shot of, uh, Defender Strange in the trailer, uh, being sucked into the same portal that America Chavez created when we saw her early in the trailer. So when we see her, when she's bound, behind her are star por- uh, is a star portal that she created. If you look behind that star por- portal, you see another star portal. And behind that one, it's just an endless trail of star portals behind her. And we do see Defender Strange in this trailer. And we know it's uh, Defender Strange because of the toys and also... Because of uh, the way he looks, he's got a ponytail. He's a Doctor Strange with a ponytail. And this Doctor Strange variant is probably one from another. uh, He's definitely from another multiverse, another reality. And I believe that he is going to possibly join Prime Strange and America Chavez to battle this multiversal demon. Um, And... It's if you don't know the demon that I'm talking about is the one. It's the one that like looks like it's screaming at America Chavez. The eyes are yeah, glowing. Yeah, the Necronomicon demon. I, as I was referring to right. I'm just for our listeners if they don't yeah. know who I'm talking about. It looks like it's got like a furnace coming out of its mouth. Its eyes are glowing. Um, Chavez. Uh, oh yeah, let's talk about America Chavez and her powers. Uh, in the comics, she possesses superhero superhuman strength and durability and the power of flight. Uh, she also has the power to kick open star-shaped holes in reality, allowing her and her teammates to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. We see this in the trailer. Um, and how many times did we see this? At least, I know we saw it in that shot. And we see it later on in the dinosaur shot. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did see it there, uh, the Savage Land tease, I'm sure. Yeah, where it looks like it kind of goes into the animated world yeah. and, and all that stuff. Uh, she can, uh, she can move at superhuman speeds, uh, since she is able to catch up, uh, up to and nearly exceed the speed of light as observed by Spectrum in her light form. Chavez has developed the ability to make an enemy burst into tiny star fragments with a punch. I hope we see that. That's cool. <laughs> for sure. Say, that's for sure. In moments of extreme, I mean, it'll be awesome because it'll be like violent, but then at the same time be like pretty. <laughs> so. Um, I could see some demons getting that treatment. That would be awesome. In moments of extreme duress, she has been shown to project a large star that releases a powerful energy blast capable of injuring the likes of Captain Marvel. Uh, she's also in the comics a member of the Young Avengers. And um, so, yeah, if we're going to be getting a Young Avengers series or movie, she's likely to be one of the members. She was originally going to be uh, in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. And, um, spoilers here for Spider-Man No Way Home. She was the one who was going to bring Toby and Andrew over originally, not Ned. Um, and this was shown in concept art. Uh, she didn't make the film because Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness was originally supposed to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home, but then they changed the dates. And, uh, you know, so once they changed that, they just, decided to to not have her in spider-man no way home i like the way that it worked out with ned so yeah that was a happy accident i i think it it seems better with ned more connected to the characters in that movie it kind of yeah. helps it be a movie of closure too for that character yeah yeah it, i don't know with hers just showing up and bringing them in it almost seems like that you know that moment in what was it it was batman v superman where the flash just shows up real quick yeah. you know yeah, so. yeah, it's a cameo that's really not earned. Yeah. Um, oh, I also wanted to point out that, you know, concept art, there, there's a bunch of concept art in For No Way Home, and a lot of the stuff didn't actually happen in the movie. There's the concept art of Mysterio showing up at the end of the movie, you know, with the Statue of Liberty and fighting Doctor Strange. That never happened. So, um, yeah, uh, we get our shot here of Gargantos, um, the one-eyed tentacle monster we see fighting Strange and Chavez on the streets of New York. It's not Shumagorath. Uh, the toys have revealed it to actually be Gargantos. And um, I'm guessing that this scene happens when Strange and Chavez first meet. Uh, the theory is that Gargantos was sent to capture Chavez and travels from another dimension. So he follows her into our world and then Doctor Strange and Wong fight Gargantos in order to protect America Chavez. And um yeah, what here's the question that that I you know, I've been wondering like, you know, why didn't they use Shumagorath then? Like why why choose Gargantos? And this is what I found out uh and I got this from epicstream.com. I can't confirm if this is like the actual reason, but this is what they say. In recent reports, Marvel claims that the creature isn't really Shumagorath, but instead Gargantos, a sea monster who's an enemy of Namor. Fans were having a difficult time accepting the fact that the creature isn't Shumagorath, even though it clearly looks like its comics counterpart. Heroic Signatures' Fred Malmberg confirms that Marvel Studios didn't claim the rights for Shumagorath and can't use the character yet in any of their films. When asked by comicbook.com whether the licensor was open to working with Marvel Studios in the future, 
quote, we have a great relationship with Marvel and have worked together to solve many snags over the years, but who can answer this hypothetical? Uh, for fans who are waiting to, to see if uh, Shuma Gorath uh, does debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Momberg was asked if we can see the creature fighting the Marvel heroes. Quote, as for our future plans for the character, that is not something we can reveal at the moment. Stay tuned. So, yeah, it just looks like they didn't... Uh, they didn't have the, they didn't claim the rights for Shuma Gorath, which is weird that they can use Gargantos, which is a sea monster who's an enemy of Namor, and do, I mean, yeah, I guess they could use Namor, I guess they could use Namor villains in the movie, cause they can use, they can't make a Namor movie, but they can make, they can't have Namor show up in a, in a movie. What is it, Universal or Paramount that it's, has Namor? I believe it's, it's Paramount. Universal okay. has Universal has Hulk. Hulk, and I believe it's Paramount that has Namor. Yeah, I think um, there's no chance that we'll see Shumagorath in a future movie. Like, the fact that they made this design, mm-hmm. like, so based on that look, but yet we're going to say it's Gargantos, which I get and I'm fine with, but I think that kind of clinches the deal that they just can't do the other character down the line. Like, what are they going to make him look like when they already mirror well, and how many, like with this character? How many one-eyed tentacle monsters we, do we really need going exactly. forward? Exactly. No, so, I, I agree. I think they're just trying not to shut the door for the diehard fans by, you know, stay tuned. Maybe we will do something. But I, right. I think it's a definitive fucking no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least for now. Maybe in maybe in twenty years. Just wait. Sure, sure, sure. Like you guys said, like, what are they going to do? Are you going to come at the end of the post credit scene and have a bigger one-eyed monster? Then, like like (laughs) you said, you kind of shot your shot. Which I just think is just disappointing. At least for like old school fans with like the Marvel versus Capcom. I mean, Shumagora was like a lot of people's favorite character. And here's the thing: it's like kind of a thing. It's like everyone wanted. It just seems like an odd choice to me too. So I'm definitely on board with what you guys are saying. But here's the thing: even if they did, you're going to have some of the diehard comic book fans say that's not my (laughs) Shumagora. It's gonna happen. I mean, look at, look at, look at, um, look at, look at how some of the diehard comic book fans reacted when they saw Starro in in the Suicide Squad. It was like it was like half and half. Like some people were just happy to see Starro. Some other people were just like, that doesn't. The colors don't match. This, oh, that, boy. whatever. It's just like oh, you, you can't make everybody fucking happy. He's a big star. Like that was perfect. It was a big star. I mean, he could have looked like Patrick. <laughs> the thing sucked on the faces. Good, he, good, good, good. He could have looked like Patrick from fucking, you know, uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. And that then I'd say you have a reason to piss and moan. But I think he looked pretty damn good um, for what we got. Um, we then in the trailer. I've seen a, real, real quick, I've seen a lot of crackpot theories that say like that'll be a reveal of the movie. That uh, ha ha ha, like it's not Gargantos, it's Shumagorath, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh no ha ha ha! No so one you, cares. So you pull a, peel away a sticker on the toy, the Lego toy that you bought, and it says Shumagorath underneath. <laughs> <Scratch it off. laughs> yeah, it's like some Scooby Doo thing where they pull the mask off, and it's a different starfish. Like what the fuck? Uh, that's fucking stupid. Dum dum dum. Yeah. It is dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, that's that's the dumbest shit. Uh, we then hear Doctor Strange say, "I did what I had to do to protect our world." Uh, some are speculating that he's talking about what he did at the end of No Way Home. Um, here's the thing: Does he 100% remember that? Mm, I would say no. No, 
I wouldn't think so. I think there's it's a tease. Like it's like you said, it's a misdirect people to think that, but it's probably something a decision he made either in the past, maybe something back in the Avengers films, or I think it's something I, at the I think it's, of this movie. I think it's Infinity War. I think it's the you know he, it's what happened in Infinity War and the events that led into Endgame is what mm-hmm. he's talking about because we aren't even a hundred percent sure that he even remembers the spell that he cast at the end of no way home. We don't know how that works and we won't know until we watch this movie. Um, if they even reference it, uh, we then see Dr. Strange looking, um, he's looking at these glowing red orbs that look like they're made up of the same red magic that Wanda uses. And he might be looking at, he's definitely standing on the dark hold book in this scene. He's standing on the Darkhold. And what he might be looking at is like a map of the universe in which Wanda is using the Darkhold magic to possibly locate her children within the multiverse. And he sees something that he doesn't maybe want Wanda to see because it looks like Wanda's in the room with him. If you look to the right of that shot... There's someone in the room with them. I don't think it's Agatha Harkness. I don't think it's, it's definitely a woman long Mordo? hair. I don't think it's Mordo. And I, I, I really don't think it's Mordo. Um, I just thought the shoulder looked a little green. Like when he's looking at, when you have the close up of strange. Who's to say that Wanda can't wear a green shirt? We saw her driving like a Honda Civic in WandaVision. You know, I'm well, just, of course. Yeah. So, I buy that it's Wanda most of all because I also buy into the theory that she'll be a very central character in this movie and we're not going to do more Darkhold plot stuff without Wanda being involved in some way or another. You think that, yeah, you think Mordo's going to stand by and just let fucking Doctor Strange stand on the Darkhold and do this guy's against dark magic in this moment if fucking Mordo's in the room with them, he's fighting them. I promise no, I you. Just, yeah. No, I'm just, just I'm just could possibly be like, it's just like I said, like this could be again, I think, I think again with like the misdirect, I think this could be maybe later on in the film than, than we think. It could be him kind of trying to show like why it's necessary. It's like you're saying that I need, you know, like he always, I think it'd be, this could be like a counterpoint to like the argument you see teased like a little bit like in this trailer. That, that's my the gut only says thought. this is really early in the film. Uh, my gut says it's very early in the film as well. No, I mean, totally could be. I mean, I'm just presenting like another you know, side of that, obviously. I know. And I'm, I'm but on the flip side, like I'm going to let you know why I don't think it is. I think that this I, I think that if Mordo was in that room with Doctor Strange and he's on the dark hold, I think a fight between sorcerers is going to happen. I don't think he's standing by idly and watching this happen mm-hmm. because this yeah, guy is will cheer him on. <laughs> this guy has at the end of Doctor Strange, he's going out there and he's fucking he, he's killing sorcerers. So I think that I think that he's fighting Doctor Strange at this moment if he's in that room. Could that be the moment like we like later on in the trailer we see him obviously get captured? Could that be like the moment that he goes in and gets captured? Maybe him using it is what kind of kind of is like the final straw for him to get grabbed. Like again, I'm, that's you know that could be the only thing in my mind I think that could make sense for that. Me getting to like say could definitely be earlier in the movie. I don't think I don't even know if Steven knows. A hundred percent. Do we know if he knows exactly what this book is? I mean, in, in, in the first Doctor Strange movie, you know, we're in, you know, we're at Camartage, we're in the library and there's the one book missing. And I guess we can all speculate that the one book missing off that wall was the Darkhold. So 
it's like, d- does he have much experience or knowledge of the Darkhold? I mean, th- I think they give you a lot of like, you have to kind of take a lot of assumption that in between films and things like that, he's obviously learning things and stuff. But I, I think you're probably right, Brian. I think for something as important as a Darkhold, maybe it was something that would have been mentioned by name if if something he had known about or know existed, and especially with the events of some of the stuff like WandaVision and now going forward. But it, it's it would be interesting if he didn't know about it. About it, that would be like a very um, yeah, but big uh, hole in his knowledge. On the flip side, you know, he does have Wong as kind of like well, Wong is actually the source of Supreme right now. We I would have said mm-hmm. advisor, but. Like Wong would have been able to like fill him in on on all this stuff, so I don't know. We'll see. It's very possible. That's why he's going to want it in the first place, too, because yeah. it does seem like he's drilling her for information, and we know she has knowledge of this book. So maybe it's he's coming to her to find out more facts. I feel like I feel like in this scene, he's he's on the dark hold. He's trying to figure something out. Something scares him. He sees something, and something scares him, and he shoves it back into the book. And at that moment, we're either going to see him basically say, Wanda, we need to do this, that, this dark, this dark hold magic is fucking scary. And then she turns all fucking, um, Saruman on him and he's, and, and, and she, she's already been working with the fucking, you know, Sauron this entire time. And we didn't know she's already been taken over by the dark hold because we saw her fucking with the dark hold at the end of WandaVision flipping through that book. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing shit in the kitchen, but her astral self is fucking flipping through that book. So how long has she been doing that? Um, uh, we do get uh, we then get a shot of uh, Dr. Strange at Christine Palmer's wedding. And uh, then we get a shot of her like leaving, going outside of the wedding chapel and then going outside with the guests of the wedding. And there's something that they're all looking at in the street. And I'm guessing it's probably Gargantos attacking the city. Um, we then uh, see a shot of Wanda dressed as the Scarlet Witch, and she's meditating. And from that trailer, from that shot of her meditating, if you look at the floor, it's the. It looks like she's in the Camartage, and this is where the sorcerers train. And I'm guessing that it was attacked by Wanda, who I think is the main villain of the movie. And I think that there's a scene that you can see in the trailer where. Um, you see the sorcerers and, and Rintra, uh, he's the green looking anthrop- anthropomorphic, uh, bull character that we see in the trailer. And this big, big, uh, black cloud starts to sweep over Kamartage and you see all the sorcerers like, you know, get their, get their magic, um, ready to attack. And I think that's Wanda that's summoning that big black cloud that's attacking them. And this is like the aftermath of that. She's in Camartage and probably using more dark old magic here in the Camartage as she's meditating. Um, and, uh, even if you look at, if you look at Wanda's outfit in this shot, it's different than what it even looked like in WandaVision. Uh, the outfit mm-hmm. itself, it's darker. Um, the sleeves are longer. Um, and the biggest clue that she's been influenced by Darkhold Magic in this shot, in my opinion, is the fact that her fingernails are black like Agatha's. Yeah, it's a cool detail. And yeah, I'm buying it. She's taking out those sorcerers before they, they're going to take her out. You yeah. get to jump on everyone. 
Yeah. Her headpiece is more sinister looking too. It's, oh, it's yeah, the whole thing is way more crimson. And think about this, if she kills a bunch of fucking if she kills a bunch of fucking sorcerers and shit, that's gonna leave Kamartaj really depleted. And I think that's interesting going into the MCU, going forward into the MCU, because I think I think it'd be cool if, if Ned did join the mm-hmm. Kamartaj. You know, Ned Leeds fucking did join and, and be and trained to be a sorcerer. Um I like it too. It shuts a lot of doors too. When you have characters that powerful, it, it's almost a good move writing wise yeah. to just take them out of the equation. Otherwise you got all the nerd fans going, Oh, why didn't the sorcerers of Kamataj come in and save this and that and that? And, yeah. Know, yeah. Just cut that fucking shit right there. Right. That's a really good point too. Clear the deck. Yeah. We see Wanda talking with Strange uh, in an orchard. Uh, Strange says, what do you know about the multiverse? And Wanda says, Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. Strange says he was right. Uh, we see Wanda um, pruning these these white blossoms off of this tree. Um, and she might be at the same location where we saw the cabin uh, at the end of WandaVision. Uh, but she's pruning these trees and it, maybe it's symbolizing how she could prune not just timelines, but entire realities in the multiverse when she goes mad looking for her children after using the dark hold. So it's like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, House of M or anything like no more mutants. It's more like Wanda's just fucking wiping out the multiverse. Yeah, I like it. I could even see dialogue supporting that during the pruning stuff. Like her actually making that metaphor out loud. And I don't think that Doctor Strange at this moment, at this very moment, is sensing like any kind of like Darkhold magic taking control of Wanda. No, I agree. I think it's going to come to a shock. Doctor Strange is going to come to her for information, and it's going to be quite a shock to him as a character that – uh Wanda has gone the way she's gone. Yeah, and I think it'll happen in this very same scene. I think it'll go. Mm-hmm. I think it'll go because actually in the trailer, when he there's a there's a moment. Uh, what you, if you look at what he's wearing in this shot? He's almost got like a like a scarf or something wrapped around his neck or something. But the same outfit that he's wearing here is shown in a shot where Wanda is saying like you know if. You know, you do what you do, and you're looked at as like a hero. I do what I do, and I'm looked at as a villain. He's wearing the exact same clothes. It feels like it goes from like, it goes from like this orchard is gonna like, it's like another. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's like I agree. A, the how it's is like a fair shot. It's, it's like same. an it's like another Westview kind of like illusion. Yeah, and then that's gonna that's gonna go away, and he's gonna see what she's really done in this area, like what it really looks like. It's that Thanos reality yeah. with the stone, but she can do herself. And I like the idea of that being like the, you know, the even like Godfather. It's like you find out of his Barzini all along after a meeting. He walks in and after that meeting, he's like, oh, no, we were dead. I was dead wrong on this. And that could be, you know, again, some of the things we tease about him saying, like the decisions I made or this or that. Like, I just I love that idea again, that for his smart and his, you know, as into his intelligence and has confidence that he is like, he can't even like sniff something that important right under his nose. Um, yeah, it's a very Raimi like visual too to have something so gorgeous. And then you pull the curtain down and it's like yeah. this hellish nightmare scape. 
<laughs> kind of like how some of our episodes start off, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then see a spinning shot of uh, Doctor Strange opening a vault door, and um, some are speculating that what we're seeing in this shot is actually the nexus of all realities, where it's it's where the multiverse intersects, and. Um, Behind Strange in this shot, we see America Chavez and what I think is a variant version of Christine Palmer, um, a version of Christine Palmer that I believe works for the Illuminati that we see later in the trailer. Um, there's a shot of America Chavez uh, and she's trapped in a glass prison with Christine Palmer there. Um, so it's it's a variant version of who's like, she's not in the medical field, but more of a scientist. And, and I believe she's probably working for the Illuminati. And, um, I do think that in that shot of the glass prison where we see America Chavez, I think the prison is its main design is to keep, um, Chavez from hopping dimension. So I think whatever prison anybody is in, it kind of like dampens their powers. And so hers would keep her from hopping dimensions. Uh, so because of uh, Chavez's power, is there only one of her? Uh, that hasn't been explained. If she's like a, a like a prime, yeah. If she's a prime or not, if there's only it feels one, feels like she might be right. Yeah, th- there's Wanda's not. Oh yeah, we know that. Yeah. Well, that was a question for a while. Was is, it, was, is, it was it was, but I I think it's definitive at this point. Yeah, she might be a prime where there's only one. It makes sense for her character that she's a prime. Cause she yeah, could, like yeah. that power set just doesn't yeah. seem to – it would be insane. Why would – well, I mean for multiple America Chavez to pop up just seems ridiculous. It just makes more sense that there's just one that's able to pop in th- to any multiverse that she wants to. And that would make more sense to why they're pursuing her so heavily. If there is only one, if there was you know, one in each multiverse, then it wouldn't seem like as difficult of a task. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go get one of the ones that's not as clued in and is easier to kidnap and use their powers. Or maybe she's the last one. The other ones have been killed. But like, here's that's the, interesting. But here's Ooh, the I thing. Like I mean, she's almost invulnerable. She's almost, you know what I mean? Like the one, the one that we're, the one in the comics is almost like, I mean, can go, can go toe to toe with Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah. you're, you're almost, you're almost, you know, invincible at that point. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we get a shot of, uh, what I believe is the variant version of Baron Mordo, um, who, you know, I also think in, in his universe, we're going to find out that he is the source of Supreme. Uh, and then we jump into the Illuminati stuff in the trailer. We see, uh, strange, uh, Doctor Strange Prime ad- arrested and being taken down a hall surrounded by Ultron sentry bots. And we hear the words, we should tell him the truth from none other than Professor X, Patrick Stewart himself. And Jake, this is something that I told, dude, I was talking about this fucking rumor that Patrick Stewart was going to show up as Professor X in this movie months and months and months ago. Oh, it's and, been a long time. Yeah. You were showing me pre previous shots like six plus months ago, I feel like at this point. Yeah. And this is, I don't believe that this is the same Professor X from the, you know, movies, the, the Singerverse that we saw. I think that this is a variant from a branch timeline. Um, the version that we know dies in 
Logan in 2029. I think that this is just a, a variant from a different branch timeline is, is what I think that it is. Yeah. Um, They'll make that very clear too. Cause I don't think they want to take away from the drama of Logan. And in the, in the comics, uh, the Illuminati is a secret organization comprised of several of the world's most powerful heroes, Source of Supreme, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, King of the Inhumans, Charles Xavier, founder of the X-Men and mutant rights activist, Reed Richards, founding member of the Fantastic Four, Namor the Submariner, King of Atlantis, and Iron Man, Tony Stark, founding member of the Avengers. These six men worked together for an unspecified amount of time to mold and shape the stat, uh, status of the superhuman world and the world around it. And um, I'll get to like who I think the members are going to be in the Illuminati in the actual spoiler episode. But uh, one that I can talk about right now is probably... And this is because, I mean, you can see it in the poster. There's a, there's the poster where the mirror is shattering. You can see that there's a, uh, a, a, a Captain Carter shield in it. So Captain Carter is probably, uh, a, a member. If not a member, you know, she's, um, she, I, th- I think she is going to be a member of it. Honestly, I think she's going to be a member. And even when you see the the hall there, you see the uh, the statue, and it's uh, it's got the it's got the person holding the sword through the, and there's a circle around them like a sphere. That's from her what if episode where she goes through like the uh, like a portal or something, and then she's holding the sword. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So that looks like it's a statue that's dedicated to to Captain Carter. Um. Another variant could uh, be the Tony Stark variant played by Tom Cruise. Um, we'll talk about that in um, in the um, spoiler cast. 100%, I don't know if we're getting Tom Cruise, Tony Stark in the movie. I'll just be honest with you. Um, we do see six chairs at the Illuminati headquarters, but only three members are sitting down. But we do see six chairs. Uh, we get a shot of, uh, Wanda. She's not wearing the Scarlet Witch costume, but, uh, she's wearing a white shirt with blood on it. And I'm guessing she's probably killed some people here. She's, <laughs> she's got blood on her. I don't think it's her blood. So I'm guessing she's just, she's killed a fuck ton of people here. And, what I'm guessing is in the actual trailer itself, we see Wanda and she's looking at, she's looking at, she's looking at something and you can see when they zoom in on the reflection of her eye, she's looking at the prison that America Chavez and Christine Palmer are at. So America Chavez is in the prison and Christine Palmer is there. You see an Ultron bot run by Christine Palmer, the variant version of Christine Palmer, um, they zoom in on Wanda's eye and you see the reflection of the, the two prisons, the two cells. And she's wearing the exact same white shirt with blood on it here. So I believe that she's made her way. Uh, she's, I don't know if she has the, 
she's yeah she does have blood on her head i believe she's made her way into where the illuminati are and she's already laid waste to a bunch of people already so i can speculate that she might lay waste to if not all the illuminati most of them yeah get ready to die again professor x (laughs) yeah um i'm and then we see a uh we see Wanda fighting a variant version of Captain Marvel. I do not think it is. Uh I don't think it's superior Iron Man. I don't think it's a young Kang as Iron Lad. I think that it is a I think it's uh Maria Rambo, Monica's mother, as Captain Marvel that she's fighting here. I mean I've seen the four like the I've seen the four K pictures uh, and it looks like it's Maria Rambo. Yeah, I've seen all the stills as well, and it, it's kind of hard to shake that that's who it probably is at this point. Just but, seeing the 4K stills, and yeah, I I, I was hoping that it was going to be Monica though, because it doesn't make sense for her to fight Maria. In my opinion, I, she has more history with Monica. So it would just mean, I think it would be more interesting, even if it's a variant version of Monica, those two have history. She doesn't have a history with her mother. I just thought it would make more sense to the story for her to fight Monica. Yeah, I guess uh, if this character is part of the Illuminati, that's just the gist of it, that they're fighting with the Illuminati. I don't know if she's a member of the Illuminati. I mean, she might just be like the muscle for the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of speculation that this could possibly be even characters like Nova, and it's like, no. yeah, that, that'd be really cool, but no. It's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's it's either Monica or Maria, and it's probably going to be Maria, but I think it's more interesting to make it Monica, because I, I think, just story-wise, those two characters have, you know, between what we saw what we saw in WandaVision, it just makes more sense, because those two characters have history together. Yeah, it's definitely 100% an effect shot, too. So it's one of those things where they could have just shown us what they wanted to show us. And the actual effect of who it is in the actual yeah. movie yeah. could be something completely different. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very good point. I think, again, even if it is just that, I think the idea we're seeing in this movie, too, is they're trying to just find as many combinations of characters we've met and people and do interesting mix-ups and things just even for this film. And maybe the reason they didn't actually make it hers because they want that interaction to come in the MCU proper it's just kind of a tease that that is a possibility and we do know that that is coming based off of WandaVision in general so it is kind of cool that they yeah. even had that kind of being teased here I thought that that there's another part of me that says like oh that's just another fucking layer of something to throw into this is mm-hmm. if she's fighting Monica now we got to deal with that and like because now she's got to recognize this person. Now is, is this going to make her stop and not fight Monica or something? So maybe they're just like, okay, we'll just make it Maria. She has no connection to her. And we'll just get to see a cool fight between Captain Marvel and the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because if you, if you do the other character, you do have to kind of delve into the history there. And yeah. I think even though the TV shows matter, Marvel makes the movies accessible to you if you haven't seen them. Are we going to see a variant version of Vision? Uh, I don't think so. I think the fact... I'm just asking. I don't think we will either. I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that kind of shit. 
Honestly. Yeah, Wanda's villain villainy kind of hinges on the fact that she doesn't get to see Vision again. And I think it's a bit of a takeaway. If it's that easy to see different versions of Vision, yeah. then... Yeah, I like to ask all the questions to cover, try to cover all the angles, because like, I think that, you're ta- again, you're taking away from the story. Yeah, would it be interesting? But yes, I think like like we can explore that kind of shit later on down the road with the character because we already know that there's a white vision so no it's a great question i think i guess it really the question you ask there is where do they want wanda to be at the end of this film do you want her to be redeemed at the end or to be saved saved at the end i mean vision is kind of that cure-all for her but then do you want that to be that quick do you want to leave her maybe in a little bit more of a kind of precarious state in the mcu and save that vision for later on down the line where she may really, really need it. So it, it is kind of interesting. I'm excited. I'm curious when we get onto the next episode to kind of talk about that kind of stuff. We get uh, a variant of Doctor Strange. Uh, this is where we see uh, the, I think, Supreme Strange. I mean, it's it's the Doctor Strange who I believe um, never basically – checked his ego um maybe it's the doctor strange that never went through an accident or just maybe it's just a a just a a doctor strange that never put his ego aside um it's i believe it's it's when we see doctor strange and he's looking at the version of the sanctum sanctorum that has a uh, a statue of Doctor Strange himself out front, like it's like like it's the Jordan statue at the front of the United Center. Like it's it's this. He's like he he almost looks at himself like a symbol. And if you look at this statue, the statue is clean shaven, doesn't have the doesn't have the goatee. Um, the buildings surrounding the Santorum have like green vines and plants around them, like. Like almost like it's like apocalyptic and like the city itself isn't thriving, but nature is kind of like crept into this world. And there's the same trees with the white blossoms that we see from the orchard scene from where Wanda and Strange are talking. So this could be Supreme Strange. Um It's a really cool shot. I have the yeah. scale of it right now and I'm looking at it. I mean, it is also kind of it p- plays into the stuff that they were talking about with her line about how, you know, if he breaks the rules, you know, if he's, you know, praised as a hero and she's a villain if she does the same thing. And this is kind of like a symbol of that even too, maybe in this reality wherever he is, like, like I said, Strange is praised for doing whatever he does. I mean, there's statues built to him. There's probably no realities in the multiverse where there's uh, statues built in Wanda's honor. Could, I like that. Could, um, could Supreme Strange be the leader of the Illuminati? I know we hear Patrick, uh, Patrick Stewart. I know we hear Charles Xavier, but like, could the leader of the Illuminati actually be Supreme Strange? Hmm, that's interesting. I, I had a feeling that Strange in one form or another might be on the Illuminati. But I don't know if it would be Supreme Strange. It really, it really feels like this movie is painting him as not the most heroic of characters. No. Agreed. And well, I mean, doesn't mean that he can't be a leader of this Illuminati. They're wanting to imprison a teenager, Jake. No, I agree. I agree. It, it, the theory that the Illuminati themselves may not be the most heroic of people. Yeah, you know, I completely could see that being a possibility, too. It really leans itself towards that. If uh, well, I think they strange. 
I think they do what they think they have to do. I think that they think whatever they're doing is in the right, you know, but like, should they oh, have this, sure. should yeah. they have this sort of power is like the ultimate question, you know? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And that would make sense if, like, the end game is Wanda's going to be wiping out all of these characters anyway. You don't want to really give the audience much sympathy for these for these introduced Illuminati characters if we're immediately going to be killing all of them, if not most of them. Um, yeah, I could see it. I could see Supreme Strange being part of it. Possibly. It, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't. It is. It would be a cool, interesting idea, like you were kind of just alluding to, Jake, if it was, you know— he, it's a very Stephen Strange-esque thing to be, you know, find out that, you know, if this Illuminati is taken out and obviously they weren't doing a great job of controlling the multiverse of all this craziness is going down and, but it'd be a very Stephen Strange-esque thing to maybe go through this entire movie and learn some lessons to then try to go and say, you know what, I could do it better. I'll do it my own way and we'll, I'll do it better than they did it. And it's kind of like repeating like a tragic cycle. I think that would be a really cool development too that they kind of tease in this trailer. Yeah, I mean, and they can also use Supreme Strange as a character to show what happens when the bill really comes due. You know what I mean? He's like the worst case example Mm -hmm. of just kind of leaving your ego unchecked and using your powers without consequence. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's really all that's going on with this character. This version, he killed off all the other sorcerers. Wong is dead. Mordo's dead. They're all dead. It's just him. Yeah. You know, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Um, We then see a... uh, um, oh, okay. Let me, let me talk about this. What is the Illuminati doing? Well, we saw that door get opened, that, that vault door. The theory is that they might be guarding the locked doorway to the nexus of all realities. Um, and, uh, Christine Palmer, the variant, the variant version of Christine Palmer, uh, for one reason or another, sets America Chavez free and uh, they enter the door with the help from Palmer. And this is why we see Palmer behind them in the shot when the door is open. So, um, yeah, why does she set them free? Uh, like I said, there's the shot of uh, Wanda in the trailer that zooms in on Wanda's eye and the reflection is that glass prison that we see Chavez in. Um, I believe that Wanda is there for Chavez and maybe the Ultron bots and some of the other people that are, uh, you know, fighting with the Illuminati attack Wanda and it gives, uh, Palmer time to set America Chavez free. Now we see shots of strange and America Chavez falling through dimensions and in one shot, it looks like they leave an animated universe and then fall into the savage land from the X-Men comics. It's, you know, the jungle land where we see, uh, we see like a T-Rex and a Triceratops fighting each other for a split second. Um, I think we're just going to see Strange and Chavez crashing through portals, um, different universes. Um, and this might be like when we see like early in the trailer, uh, when Chavez is bound by that, uh, that demon, um, and we see all the different, like the endless portals behind her, um, they might fight this demon and Defender Strange goes after them and they might just be crashing through all these different universes. 
It would be really cool to see if you think you could get like the X-Men ad- animated universe or something. That would be really cool. I mean, the, and the possibilities are really endless of what you, they could show. But I, I would love to see some crazy on the Spider-Verse montage of really unique, like you said, animated and live action stuff. Yeah, it's a good way to quickly show the extent of Chavez's powers to doing a scene like that where you're just bouncing through all these different wild universes mm-hmm. real quick. I just think that the tease of the Savage Land is just so fucking cool. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone, Kazar's kind of a fan favorite character. It's like, oh, man, it'd be nice to just see, like, the little dot of him down there. Yeah. Um Oh, I, I lost what I was going to say. I love the animated stuff, too. I Like, I've seen a lot of the what-if speculation, but, I mean, I love the idea of maybe them going into this fucking Spider-Verse for a second, potentially. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would love to see, I would love to see just like a, <laughs> just like a little bit of, it'd be great if they just crashed through, like, Miles' bedroom for a split second. He was like, he wakes up like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, just like the kind of stuff going on in both those movies are so similar. It, it feels kind of hard to ignore. I think that'd be a really cool Easter egg. What I was going to say is I feel like in this movie, I think we've got Prime Strange. And then I feel like the extreme version of our Doctor Strange, Prime Strange, is going to be Supreme Strange. And then I feel like the other on the other side of it, there's going to be another extreme kind of strange. But on the like on the flip side of supreme state of supreme str- strange <laughs> uh excuse me. Tail hippie strange no yeah, the, hold on the the exact opposite of supreme strange i feel like is going to be defender strange yeah. oh okay you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like our strange is kind of like the the gray one you know you're gonna have you're gonna have like supreme strange and then you're gonna have like the other one so it's kind of like you've got you've got like the jedi and then the fucking sith lord and yeah then, i couldn't help but get um i'm good ash and you're bad ash yeah the little goody two shoes vibes from all this too <laughs> yeah 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 that's a good one um i also want to point out uh we do see um oh in the tv spot and in this version, we get the we get the uh, the zombie versions of Doctor Strange and Wanda, and I I'm not I'm not subscribing to that. This is going to tie into what if I'm not I won't get into that now. Um, there's also a shot at the end of the trailer of Doctor Strange releasing tentacles from his uh, from from magic that he's casting, and and then. I, I'm dying to see what the fuck that is. Um, and then there's a shot of, uh, a zombie like Stephen Strange releasing the, the black magic. It looks like the same black magic that's actually consuming realities that we saw earlier in the trailer. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, oh yeah, there's also, uh, and I'm gonna, I, I guess I'll just end with this. There's also a shot of Wanda and it looks like she's in the mirror dimension. So I believe at one point in time, Strange, and I think this might happen when, when she first reveals to Strange that she's gone like basically like full dark hold villain Wanda, he's gonna try to battle her in the mirror dimension. He's gonna send her to the mirror dimension. And I do think Wanda is gonna get really fucking pissed. 
and <laughs> I think she's going to lay waste to the mirror dimension. And I don't think any number of like, you know, cause like Dr. Strange will be like, you know, like, like and I rule on the mirror dimension. I don't think not with Wanda there. I, I, <laughs> I don't care what kind of runes or spells you cast. I think Wanda's going to fuck some shit up in the mirror dimension. She might destroy the mirror dimension. Yeah, I, I, I could buy that. They're definitely going to, if Wanda's the villain, she's going to be doing very big things like that. Well, think, Strange is kind of, I'm not saying he's predictable, but that's, that's what he's going to try to do. He's going to, he, he knows that he, he, he's the ruler of the, the mere dimension. That's where, that's where he's going to. Yeah, he's going to try to take it to yes, home court, try to get that Exactly, home get advantage. that home court advantage. And, and I think she's going to fucking lay waste to it. She's going to fuck it up. So that is all I got for this trailer breakdown. I, I, unless you guys had anything else that you wanted to kind of like go over, but that's everything that I have. No, I mean, it's just a great fucking trailer just from the top to the bottom. I mean, I even love the fucking fonts they use when they have the title cards pop up. I'm just, I'm so excited for this movie. You've noticed that they've had, I think four or five different title cards for this movie. Yeah. yeah I love that too. Reason being, it's the multiverse. So each one of these, it's almost like there's a different title card for all the different fucking universes mm -hmm. that we might see in this movie. Yeah, I think the universe that has a Strange Supreme is going to be really upset when they see this movie. I just like the idea of the stakes of this film and then where it's going to leave everything basically all in shambles. But I really want to see where things are left when this is all done. And this, this really teases those type of stakes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. You sound like you sound like Joe Quesada. It's going to change the landscape of the Marvel universe forever. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm putting my pitch in now, you know, I'm trying to get him from whenever he retires. It's it's uh, trust me. There's always that next movie. There's always that next movie, man. It's, it's like great. nothing ever. It's just like comics. It just keeps going and going and going. There's always that. next. I love it too. But man, there's always it that next It does feel movie. like this is going to introduce a major threat, though, moving forward that's going to be addressed in a future movie, not just the end of this one. I mean, how many major threats do they need to to bring in? I mean, we've already got Kang coming. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, you know, it's like, we'll see. We'll see. That is all I got. I Tupperware the fuck out of this trailer. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Cannot wait for May. And I'm definitely going to be seeing this in IMAX. I'm hoping that they're going to have it in uh, 3D as well because it'll be a Sam Raimi. Do another Doctor Strange movie I get to see in 3D. And the the first one, the first one in 3D was was phenomenal. And so I can only imagine uh, what they're going to be able to do with the 3D in, in Multiverse of Madness. And I cannot wait to fucking experience this in 3D. I don't care how far I have to drive to do it. I'm going to do it. But um, I Tupperware this trailer. I cannot wait. Any, yeah, any final thoughts? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, so this is the trailer breakdown. There will be another bonus episode, and I have compiled all of the spoilers. Not only have I compiled them, but I think I've thrown out the fucking bullshit. I think I've sifted through the bullshit, guys. I think I've sifted through it, and I think I have possibly – as far as I can get what I believe is going to happen in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. In that episode, you'll be able to listen to it. It'll be uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness spoilers. And then I'll put some question marks there, Jake, because I can't be 100% certain that everything we're about to go over in the spoiler episode is going to happen. But I'm convinced that most of it will. 
So uh, thank you and enjoy. If you don't listen to that episode, it's completely cool. It's completely cool. But, man, it would be cool if people, after the movie came out, went back and listened to it to see how correct some of this uh, stuff is. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's why we broke it down this way, because some people don't want the big spoilers, but they still want to hear trailer talk. And yeah. so it, it lets you spoiler pussies at least get a get a taste of the Doctor Strange conversations we're going to be having. Everything that I talked about today, none of it is is full on spoilers. I promise you everything here is stuff that you can get from the trailer and is 100 percent speculation. But yeah, I, the next episode yeah. that Brian Supreme hosts, that's going to be a different story. Yeah, Brian, exactly. <laughs> Brian Supreme. <laughs> Jay, it'll be Billy Franchise. will be there. Uh, <laughs> Billy Defender, Defender Billy. Yeah, in, in, in between these, Brian, I'll, I'll send you the thing, and you'll understand the joke. Uh, it's fine. You don't have to. I don't care if I ever do, Billy. I can go. I can, I can, I can go. I, I can go the rest of my life and just be an ignorant fuck when it comes to that joke, man. Um, yeah, jokes. If you don't like, I guess. I mean, jokes hit funnier when you get it right away. No, and then you no, gotta explain to it. Yeah, there's a long history of explaining jokes never working. That's exactly. Uh, thank you, Jake. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta explain them. It's just like, okay. All right. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. And, uh, we will have a regular episode. Uh, if you don't listen to the spoiler episode, so we will have a regular episode. And, uh, oh, Jake, I think I have a new catchphrase for the end of the proper episode. Dude, I'm excited. What a tease. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. It's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.
community. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers.